thank you for joining us if you are watching this live and thank you very much for joining us if you watched it across the podcast or youtube or later on and uh, thomas and i are very excited today about the talk because we're going to be talking about quite an interesting business or two businesses very interesting and very mind expanding in terms of what they do um, but beneath that in terms of um, what they actually do they're going to talk about um, their philosophy about working together uh, in partnership, collaboration, how to build long-term business relationships, uh, which I'm really excited about because I often think anybody watching this is going to be a networker, I'm sure. Anybody in business is going to be a networker, apart from anybody else who does it brilliantly in their pub at home. And um, one thing that a lot of networkers miss is that sort of having that vision, that peripheral vision of networking, not just because they're hunting down that client, but looking for ways to work with other people where one and one makes a lot more than two. So I'm very excited about this. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so excited that I just lost my voice. Oh gosh, I've gone into, what do I sound like now? A Dalek. <coughs> <laughs> You're all live. You're all I'm, live on I'm, LinkedIn. I'm live and I'm a Dalek now. So, um, Bip chat for anybody that's not watched this before it stands for business is personal and um, this is a chat that we have with our citizens of the bit 100 community and this is a community that thomas and i have been forming over 18 months now where we search out experts in their field to join our community but also look for particular values um, particularly around Life's not just about me, it's about being a great person and a citizen and people who have really built great social capital around the values they have. And it's really fantastic to have our BIP 100 member, Paul Mercer, with us, who Thomas and I have actually been on a journey all the way through COVID with. Um, and um, he's an exceptional man. He worked with us in our mastermind. And our mastermind is where we bring business owners together to share and do peer-to-peer -peer, um, growth together. And Paul has just been the most phenomenal support to the people within that mastermind. Unofficially, I'd say coaching them, but um, officially making a real impact on their lives, not just by the skills that he has in business, but by amazing mindset of true love and empathy to people in business. So we're introducing you to a really good man today, Paul Mercer. And Paul is uh, the founder of this business, Portable Power Technology. And if you want to look that up as a URL, um, the technology is tech, so portablepowertech.com. And uh, he's been in this world a long time, helping, um, basically helping people go off grid. And if you go onto that site, you'll see there's some amazing case studies all the way from helping schools in Kenya, um, overland vehicles for Africa, um, supporting through the, um, the pandemic, helping um, with the test and trace and, uh, and converting vehicles for that. Uh, even uh, There's even a gin bar that he's supported, um, portable cafes. So if you could imagine, if you have the inspiration to create something where you think you want to take that out and about, uh, and it's going to be off-grid, Paul is your man. And for some time, Paul, you have been working with Leanne, who is our guest. Would you like to introduce Leanne? I would, yeah. I'm really excited to introduce Leanne. I've known uh, Leanne for oh, probably around about 11 years, and uh, Leanne uh, was group purchasing manager for Brystore Systems, which is our most valuable customer. And um, yeah, we forged a yeah a really strong 
working relationship uh, and personal relationship I guess you know you people doing business with people and um yeah we 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 I think we created a uh, a relationship which is which has done good things for both my business and hopefully done good things for for Bristol as well so yeah really excited and privileged to have Leanne on 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 the sofa with me yeah it adds a really exciting dimension to this so Leanne you've gone through a recent rebranding as well I saw when I went onto LinkedIn and I see behind you there with your company Mm. Hex so tell us a little bit about about Hex so Hex the Hex group has uh, divisions within um so people and Paul would know me better as a bride store but within the Bryce store um, side of the business, there's a graphics business as well, which also happens to be called Hex Graphics. But within the group, so you've got Hex, the Hex group, which is Bryce store, which Hex Graphics is a division of. We've got Alpha Manufacturing, and you've got uh, Hex Living, which is just a diverse um, difference in manufacturing we do leisure equipment, we do um, perglers, we do we do all sorts of things, anything that can be manufactured. Brystor Systems is the vehicle conversion side of the business and that's where Paul and I first met um, all those years ago. Um, you know, I, I required a certain product at that time um, and as all good purchasing managers do, you get onto the internet, you do your research, you, you, you whittle down samples and you you find somebody that you feel is is not just right for your business, but for your customers as well. Um, you know, it's got to be a collaboration across the whole supply chain. You know, my opinions don't matter, it's the facts. The product's got to be correct, it's got to be type approved, it's got to do the job that it's brought in to do. And that's where Paul and I, Paul and I met uh, 11 years ago. And it's not been an easy ride, as in it's never going to be easy if something's worthwhile. So um, that's who we are, and that's why we're here today. Yeah, and I suppose the two of you, um, many people listen and empathise with, even if it's just watching the news and it's not actually directly impacting their business. You, you talk about the supply chain. And, um, yeah, so I'm sure through this period you've been through some big challenges. Um, but what's that comes through really clearly here and also in our, our pre-chat is how close you are as a working relationship, the respect you obviously have for one another's businesses and each other's business needs, which is is fantastic. So um, so it's good to, to learn about how you've met. And I think it's, did you say, it, oh, nearly 11 years you've worked together in some capacity. Um, yeah. So um, how let's, let's talk quite, um, first of all, about your business, Paul, because I think it is important. You, you know, you're, you've, been a businessman for a number of years. I won't give away your age. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of years. Paul is um, has got a lot more wisdom than his very baby face will um, gives away. I thought when I met Paul, he was about thirty five. <laughs> nearly twenty years to that, I think. So there's a lot of a lot of wisdom in there. Um, tell us about your journey of building um, your business and and what you're doing and then we will go on to more of these philosophies yeah of course yeah um I mean, portable power technology you know it's as a business we um we're just really passionate about power and delivering power solutions to people and companies that uh, require clean renewable energy sources where it's not available and 
Um, we, we try and kind of stay away from sort of the large scale commercial, you know, providing huge large scale power on buildings and, and, and that and the like. Um, really what we're about is providing um, sort of temporary or movable type power or portable power clearly um, so that you uh, you can provide energy for a finite amount of time to to uh, cover some application and um, so that could be you know providing lighting or, or, or something in like a in glamping infrastructure sites or for film studios or for news gathering or for mobile catering vehicles. Um, and obviously in the case of Brystore, what we do for them is to provide auxiliary power systems that go into commercial vehicles. And those fleets of vehicles could be anything from, uh, you know, utility companies, electric utility companies, railway uh, service vehicles, welfare vehicles for, for what you see on the side of the motorway to bring workers in and out of construction sites. They all demand power within, within those vehicles to provide services like microwave ovens or kettles or or for power tool charging and that and the like so we have to provide that power and then and then a way to recharge that system generally on the move as well um, and so that's you know really the premise of, of, of what we do we don't just work in one application we we go wherever and whenever somebody needs energy and power and and um, yeah it's a, a fascinating and, and really interesting interesting business and um but it's so yeah. diverse the solutions that you've come up with are so diverse and as some of them that i listed off are some of them the ones that you've worked with leanne on um your uh, trim it is is obviously a project that, that, yeah. that i've worked with bryce store on um and so that's just the haircut a, one that's yes the mobile fathers. hairdressing one yeah um, so yeah we've done that together other ones are are really if you look through and you look at sort of the commercial vehicle area of our website you'll see more about specifically uh, fitting auxiliary power systems into commercial vehicles and Bryce store you know at, at Leanne didn't really say but you know not to you know, to make to make the point Bryce store is the UK's biggest light commercial vehicle converter it does all the major commercial fleets across the uk wow. for all of the major companies it's it's by far the largest and so uh, for for us as portable power technology you know we're always quite honored and humbled that we get yeah. to do that with 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 such a big company uh it sounds so easy paul you, you've earned your stripes it's that you know as we were saying about supply chain before it can be very very challenging not just about sourcing the right products that do the right job. It's getting them on time. It's getting them into the country. It's making sure that build doesn't stop. It's making sure vehicles go out on time. But beyond that, the customer service, the warranty, making sure that what you do supply and what you do offer your customers, you don't just close the door when they've received their vehicles. You know, if they have problems in the field, we're there to support. And Paul's been very, very good at the supporting side of things, which is really important. It's not just the price. You know, so it, it's very important for us that we can offer after service to our customers, invariably on a three or five year warranty. And when that question was first asked of Paul, he didn't hesitate, which was key for me, because that meant he had confidence in his product. If people hesitate when you ask about warranty or ask for extra money, then you know that, hmm, 
you know, aren't you confident in what you're selling me? Yeah, yeah. So your I'm... your product, Paul, you, do you bring components in, and then you're creating these solutions for people like Bryce? Yeah, um, some some of them can be just almost like um, relatively basic type systems where it might just require like three or four components that come together that are wired into the vehicle um, to provide 230 volt power uh, and then a, a way to recharge that from the alternator and it may require solar and, and things like that too and then we have much more sophisticated um, intelligent systems that are lithium based um, like the trimit system where these store and deliver very large amounts of power uh, and are if you like critical to the whole purpose of the vehicle so in that in the case of trim it you know the barber can't do this job without having this this power inside the vehicle so our job is to be able to to deliver that energy day in day out and the barber know that he can drive from a to b and b to c and c to d and know that he's got enough energy to to do this because that's that's his livelihood and that's what the franchise is is, is about for trim so um so that they they vary in 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 kind of complexity and um we we developed um you know one of the things that i guess we'll probably touch on is is the fact that you know for for the way that we work with with Brystor is not just as a if you like a supply chain partner in delivering product but is really to innovate to listen to them as a business understand what they need uh, and what they're going to look for in the future and then go off and hopefully come up with something that is 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 um that they might want and that we can provide them and that will keep them uh, on an edge uh, technology wise and, and keep them as the number one converter yeah. in, in the UK. Yeah. And so, so well, who conceived the, doing that as well? Who conceived the idea of a mobile barber? Because I didn't even know that was a thing until you mentioned that on one well, of that, our masterminds. So that was that was that was that was Trimit and I, I met Trimit um the guys from Trimit about four four about four years ago straight out of university and they came to me with this idea that they were going to set up a mobile barbering service and buy a vehicle uh, and how were they going to put power into it and so we supported them initially with very basic setups and when they were ready and they'd raised money and um we then introduced them as well to Brystor and um, obviously so it's a two-way street you're introducing business both ways I think I think that's the important thing. Um, again, in the in the early days, we we were just talking about inverters, which are a very important part of the build at that time. Um, and since then, we've commissioned Paul to go out and look at all sorts of different innovation. You know, we can't ever promise anything, but his determination to give Bristol a solution has always always come through. Um, you know, we're just entering into a new phase now with new products. And so the, the collaboration works both ways. You know, he he understands what Brystore need to do. We communicate that to Paul. We, we even introduce him to our customers so he can understand from a customer's point of view where we're trying to get to. So, you know, it's a very open book approach. You know, we're just here to give the end user the best solution. And Leanne, do you sit down at the start of the year with Paul and say, these are all the things we're trying to achieve? And then he tries to figure out what he can and can't support you on. <laughs> it, would, it would be nice if it was. 
um, the, the, the pitfalls about the business that we're in with in the vehicle industry is that um, we don't have a fixed build schedule. So we're not building the same vehicle each month. We're building various different contracts month in, month out. So when Paul used to like to sit down with me to say, oh, so what we're going to use next year, Leanne? Say, well, I'll tell you next year, Paul, when I know what's coming yeah. available. So it, it can be quite challenging. That's why it's key to have the communication. Um, and you, know, you can have um, any different variables of, of contracts going through each month. Uh, and what we try to do is standardise the production range to give us half a chance. But it could be quite challenging at times. Um, so, yeah, it, we, we, do as, we do as best as we could. And then at the end of the year, perhaps look at each other and say, we're just about going away. Yeah, about away with it. <laughs> so I like that. Oh, sorry, Thomas. Did you want to carry on with I'm that? I was just going to say, well, how, how does it work, Leanne, if, if you, you win a contract to fit out some vans and... Um, it takes Paul five months to get the equipment because of the supply chain delays. How, how does how does your demand and his supply fit together? Is well, the best bit of information you can use is historical information because it's already happened. So you know that you can use that as a gauge to say, for instance, we use a certain quantity uh, to over two or three years. You can kind of use that as a gauge to what the next year is going to be plus or minus a percentage depending on contracts being one and then obviously with his own experience adding a little bit of a container load here and a container load there i know that sounds a little bit but that's literally how it works you know we can't people purchase orders for things that we don't know are going to happen um so again it's it's i would use the word trust as well would you paul that you know, Paul would trust what I, I would tell him with what was coming through and how we were going to deal with it. And he'd take that information and make the right decision. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question as well, Thomas, I mean, although the supply chain end to end on some of our stuff at the moment is five months, that would be for stuff that we haven't already planned, forecast or understood what we're going to need. We know month to month, quarter to quarter, roughly what we're going to need in the way of products, material for different uh, for diff, you know, for our B2C, B2B channels, industrial, commercial. And then, for example, for Bryce Store, we will know that we're going to need certain components and based upon history and, and various builds, it's going to be this amount. And it's, it is a bit finger in the air. Um, but, you know, this is why as a company, we, you know, I have a very high value of stock. And so, for example, the orders that Bryce Store placed on us last week, I've got to start delivering to them in August, which is only... You know, we're talking about six weeks, seven weeks away, not five months. And so we've already got a, a certain element already there in order to fulfill the startup of these orders. Um, and then we already have material in pipeline and we already have stuff in build. And then we just accelerate that as we need to, to, well, catch up, which is generally the way it tends to work. Um, but you know fulfilling uh, the obligations is 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 all is always um is always hard and uh, it made harder at the moment but you know that's what we do that's what we have to do uh, and and my sales team you know they're they're constantly well we need this and we need that or we haven't got enough of this or we haven't got enough of that when's this arriving and you know etc and um it's impossible it's an impossible task to ever get completely right as I'm sure Leanne would agree from her side when she's doing that you know I'm just one element of the supply chain um you know Leanne would have had 
all of these other elements in there too to have to it's <laughs> Sorry. It's always perfect. Always works out. Always perfect. <laughs> so if I backtrack a bit with you, Paul, you did, you were you did engineering, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Engineering. Electronic. Electronic. And you've built a, a substantial business. Um, so I've got three questions I'm going to I want to talk to you about around sort of business, general business things. Mm-hmm. So you did engineering, and then you learned business. What was that journey like for you to to go through that? Um, well, I think I, you know, I was always an engineer, or I always that that was my whole whole thing. You know, I was always fascinated with just how things worked, and and um, you know, I was fortunate enough to to do a five year engineering apprenticeship with British Aerospace, and and that was, you know, that that was amazing. But I I quickly learned that I had I was interested in selling, and and so. The next thing really was to was to kind of learn was to learn to sell and and you know ended up working for various companies uh, semiconductor companies etc uh, and in the end becoming like an agent for global companies bringing their introducing their technology and products into the UK um, and so I think you know it was just an all round sort of learning and all an all round sort of business um, skill set none of that comes quickly you know none of that comes out of a book and and it just takes it just takes time um but I suppose I also as well as being fascinated with you know how things work I've always I, I love overcoming the challenges of, and the problems that are associated with 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 business and learning and understanding that and um yeah I, you know to me that's 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 the fun that's the fun bit but you can't be good at everything and you know I, I your question is one of how you know how can an engineer become a good business person or maybe a good business person become an engineer but I don't think you have to be perfect at either of those two things just um just and when you're and when mind. you're supporting and I know it's a great love of yours is to support other business owners mm-hmm. um is there anything sort of commonality of the sort of things you find they need help with when you're when you're talking through things with them? Um, I think more more often, yes, I'm probably. I think more often than not, the the initial um, the initial sort of spark or or um, recognition is is often one of confidence or belief uh, and or. Um, procrastination of, and you know just not not being able to apply the knowledge and make a decision on on something and um and I think that you know for a very very long time you know that was that was a very big problem for for me in my life and uh, you know over the years uh, I think I've managed to conquer that more and more um and so so yes, I, I can do the practical business stuff and the overcoming some of just the business, the practicalities of, of running a business. But I find more often than, than not, the people that I, I kind of really spark with are the people that I already know can do that. It's just that they don't yet know it themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's the ratio of what you love most, the engineering problem solving or the running of a business? The ratio. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh I, that's I, gonna be a 50 50 isn't it or phone a friend yeah probably i mean I, I there were times like more recently where i've just not been that involved in the innovation and the technical side so much yeah. because firefighting other stuff so and then i miss that 
Um, and then when I'm too much into the business element, I, I you know, I get fed up with with, with that yeah. bit too. So I tend to kind of flip flop. I need a bit of both of those things in yeah, my life. So you're sure. probably not a million miles away from from that, to, to be honest, Thomas, which is which is one of which is one of 50 50. But, yeah. you know, at the, the end of the day that you can wrap all those things up in any way into the same thing. What we do with Brystore is to is to sell, innovate deliver product overcome business challenges uh and and hopefully make bry stores business easier more profitable uh and give them a journey and an experience that enables them to do what they need to do without having to worry about the power element of it you know where where the experts in that and i think that the the thing to get across in these this in these collaborations and partnerships is 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 this synergy and this this need for both parties to to be able to get something more than just we're supplying a product and Brystore needs a product? You know, there there has to be there has to be more than that. And you know, I'm fortunate enough that that we've managed to to create and forge that that kind of relationship. And and I love it. I, I'm I'm always proud of, of 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 that relationship. And we'll always talk about the business that we do with Brystore and. There have been challenges, um, you know, whether we've had quality challenges, challenges of getting product into line, you know, creating production stops, you know, n- not pricing changes, you know, all of the stuff you would expect to happen. But, you know, through all of that, clearly I, ha- I have a professional job to do. Leanne, as, a, as group purchasing at the time, had a professional job to do. Um, we still managed to do that in a, in a really good way. Um, and... And I think that when you come through all of those challenges, you that all that does is just reinforces the relationship and the collaboration. And you have to pass. Mm. It's good that you get those challenges and those difficulties because it's only at those times do you really know and understand what what I'm going to do in those circumstances. And then I understand how Bryce will deal with those things too. So, yeah. um, and Leanne, do you do you have a standard where you want to bring all your suppliers up to like the pool standard? <laughs> Well, you see. Well, I mean, is he tier one, tier two, tier? Is he a standard by which you try and make all your suppliers behave? We we have a very very strong and and good supply chain. So Paul would be a shining example of our supply chain. You know, there's lots of different products that we buy. There's some products that we just buy off the shelf that you don't have any communication with the supplier. So, you know, it depends on the category that the, the product that you're purchasing falls in. Obviously, if it's high value or if it's very specific to a job, then, you know, you have to have a stronger relationship with the supply base. You just have to because um, you're, you're never given anything on paper. You know, you, you don't have anything written down to say this is what's going to happen tomorrow and this is how it needs to be done. So you have to communicate that. You have to have very, very strong communication skills. And Paul and I kind of, it probably wasn't easy in the beginning because, you know, we work at such a rate that some suppliers um, struggle to keep up with. And you soon find out who can keep pace and who can't. And it's never a, a bad thing to turn around to a supplier to say, look, you're just not for our business because it actually benefits them. We don't want to ever become an issue to anybody we want our suppliers to grow with us you know in six months six years time we want them to be as successful as we are so you know Paul is 
a very, very good example is what you would call a tier one supplier. We have, you have many of them, um, but Paul and I do have a very good relationship when it comes to, um, let's say, you know, picking up that phone to say, we have a problem. He never questions why, why are you in this situation? You know, okay, understood, we'll get it sorted. And, and, that, and that's how it needs to be. We can talk about the problem later, but let's get it sorted because that's the main that's the main um, action at that time. Very good, very good. A set of sort of some strong set of business values coming through here. Um, I mean, Paul, what if I say to you, what are your values in a, in business? So, oh, uh, well, yeah, I, and I agree. I think you know the the the, the ground of the grounding of any good business relationship like ours with with, with Bryce store you know we, we have a set of values that everybody in this team stands by and uh, and, and we kind of try and migrate that out of here in, into our customers and so really you know honesty integrity loyalty um and um yeah just always trying to do the very best that that we can do you know we we enjoy our work we love our work we're passionate about what we do so you know we want to firstly impart that knowledge and that education into our customers whether that's a, an individual b2c customer or, or a, a big customer like like store and we do that openly and honestly um, without being guarded or, or without feeling that we're somehow we have to protect our ourselves or our intellectual property or or, or anything like that um you know that those those values are are i think what sets us apart from from a lot of companies um and so when when for example like my values align with leanne's values within bryce store yeah. that's that's when you get that that's when the magic happens because you know I know that when Leanne says something to me that it's 100% the truth and, and she knows that when she asks me something, she's going to get exactly the same kind of response. Um, I'm not talking about we're lying to each other or anything. We're just talking about um, having a, a, a relationship whereby we can be brutally honest about where we're at and what we need to do so that we can achieve things together. Uh, sometimes they're not always easy and sometimes yeah, would ask the impossible of me. <laughs> Take the emotion out of it. The facts remain the same. This is what needs to happen. That's what it needs to happen. And I think mm. that's the really important thing is that you know we concentrate on on just that. Opinions don't matter, really, and it's never personal. You know, um, I think one of my biggest my biggest statements that I've always come out with is no is not an option. There is always a solution. You know, if, if if it's getting something from A to B, it can't happen. There's a there's a traffic jam. There's, there's always an option and there's always a solution. Um, so we don't like to use the word no. Um, we always find a way around it. <clears throat> yeah, I can see how well you both get on um, with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get a feeling that there's a real importance of this sort of transparency uh, of, you know i'm not holding back any information at all it's not just waiting for the right question it's you know proactively yeah. you know, standing oh. naked in front of each other metaphorically and saying this is what's <laughs> happening yeah 
it is and not just from a supply chain perspective but as i say you know from an engineering perspective we 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 do an engage on a technical basis with um the the technical team within brystore um on new developments on new projects on i'll get a call or well i'll walk in there with something new or we've developed you know a new system or a new product specifically for for a brystore um uh, application and and so often purchasing or, or the commercial end of that won't even start to see that until this end is 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 tested trialed and and, and approved over yeah. here and so through all of that you know i'm having to make decisions about when to push the button when do we commit as to when we're going to need that in here and that can be a long way from from purchasing and a long way from the, the commercial end of that so there's there's quite a a complex chain and i, I think that the key to a lot of this is is that you know, over time you get to know i know i don't know brystall's business but i get a feel you get an emotional feel for what they do how they do it uh, and what's expected and um and over time you can almost start to second guess that that stuff to the point where um you know you you can you can get it right a lot of the time and you can start to influence that and 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 we do that influencing from a technology perspective because for example we know some of the challenges that Bryce store is going to have going forward with electric vehicles with the changes over to, to different technologies how are they going to use our kinds of products how are they going to provide auxiliary power how are they going to be recharged all of this kind of stuff so you know where where if you like the extension of, of them with regards to technology so we're already thinking about those things and we're already we're already starting to bring the answers to them before they even ask the questions. And yeah, so, oh, I see. So, so Bryce, you, you've got to shift a lot of vehicles over to electric EVs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we've done quite a, quite a number of electric vehicles because that's the way that, you know, the world's going. So it's been quite a big step change. And, you know, the public are seeing it now, but obviously we've been working on it for quite for quite a long time. Um, but it's not just the connection that Paul has with me. Um, I'm a great believer in sharing the information and, and, and sharing the relationship uh, with the, the technical engineers here, the engineering manager. So Paul, when Paul comes to Brystore, if I'm not around, it's not a problem. I've introduced him to all the right people and you know they have as much respect for him as I do. And he can have a conversation with, you know, from the MD down to the guys that, that fit the auto electricians on the shop floor. So, you know, Paul and, and some of the key account managers as well will say to me, can I give Paul a call to, you know, discuss it? Of course. You know, so he, he, you've, you've got a connection with, you know, most of the people you need to be connected to here at Brystore, don't you? So... And that sounds a bit like, um, you know, Intel inside. Do you remember in the, was it in the 80s and 90s? Everybody talked, every computer had the sort of Intel inside. And you sort of, it sounds like that sort of relationship where it's so integral um, that it almost powers a lot of your success, Leanne. And obviously, in return, Paul is achieving growth in his business whenever you grow. Paul um, provides solutions to some of the issues that we either have, you know, we'll talk talk them through with him but also his business can grow on the back of that and that's what I talked about previous you know we want our supply chain to be successful we want them to grow with us not not just because of us but with us you know so um it it, it is 
it, it is a, a partnership in the truest form. It's not just a cliche statement. It is a partnership in its truest form. And in that 11 years, Leanne, how, if you go back to the when it began, the first order to last week's order, what's the magnitude of growth it's gone through? Massive. So probably say, let's put it on a scale from about a, a five pound order to now to ten, tens of thousands of pounds orders. So it's, it's a big... Hundreds of thousands of pounds orders, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So wow. started off, as I always do with any supplier, you know, we've got, we've got to check them out, that their website just isn't a, a shop front for something that they're not, you know. There was a, a lot of development that went on in the early days. And type approval also changed everything for how we work as well. Everything's got to be type approved. It's got to have a certificate. You know, you can't just go out there and buy things off the shelf. It's got to be the right product through the right people. And so Paul, Paul's enjoyed that growth. But as I say, it's not always been easy. There's been a time when Paul's been sitting at the airport waiting for inverters to come off the plane to then go into customs, uh, you know, to give me a call and me to say, and <laughs> yeah. I still need my product. So, you know, you've sat at the airport, haven't you, Paul, waiting? <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, me and David did that a number of times, literally in the early days, just, just like, you know, it was so important to get goods up to you, you know, it just, yeah. Stressful waiting for customs clearance. <laughs> this was in the early. This was in the early days. Where we were just flying stuff in quickly, and, and and the demand was high. And we just and you know, and Leanne's on the phone going, "I've got vehicles here, and I've got no inverters to put in them." When they arrive in, and and I'd, you know, and, and we knew that they'd, le they'd left Asia and they were on a plane, and and they'd arrived into Heathrow, but we hadn't managed to get them cleared, and we'd have to meet one of our agents up there and wait in the compound for them to come out of the other side, and then sling them. In, in our boot or, or or get a vehicle to drive them up to Bristol to on to get them onto line. Stressful. That's so, that's wow. what you do, right? Incredibly stressful, but also it's a huge excitement as well. It's it's you're really in the in the thick of it, which I feel I love that. Yeah. I love that. So um mm. as we go towards a close, if I you know, I'm imagining like the Trimit people, I mean that's a, a great example of some entrepreneur out there thinking I wish somebody did this solution of bringing something to our door. Um, do they sort of contact you, Paul? How do they? Do, how would they go about that? Do they? Um, do people do a sort a search for? Oh, I need to. How do I create a vehicle yeah. that does this? How do I mean? If somebody has an entrepreneurial thought, where what's their actions that they take that ends up leading them to you, Paul? What for for power? You mean specifically? Yeah, when power. they know that. They yeah, I mean we we yeah. spend we spend a probably a stupid amount of money with, with Google as everybody does and um, we, 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 we work on you know keywords uh, and around specifically people looking for how do I power a glamping site how do I power my my studio how, how do I power my vehicle you know mobile coffee catering mobile fish and chip van mobile farrier mobile key cutting you know whatever it may be and and obviously we focus on the power element of of all of that we we do a lot of case study stuff now much more so than we used to um and um and obviously off the back of a lot of that that generates a lot more search engine type stuff um to enable people because the applications are so diverse and actually it's almost impossible and day to day you know i'll talk to my team in here 
and they'll still go, do you know what? I never thought we would see somebody who wanted to do something like this. It, it, you just go, I never thought, I never even thought that somebody would want something to do something like this. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like every day we still, we still have surprises uh, around what, what people need up, up cranes, down mines, you know, in films. And this is why you, so they come to you and this is why then you would need somebody to also help them with that vehicle conversion. If, if it was well if it was a vehicle yes so if if we're talking about particularly if it's in vehicle if it was a fleet and and there and we're doing the power in that and they ask us to help recommend someone who's going to do that conversion for them then initially assuming that the build is significant and the volume is big enough then we would we would introduce uh, them to, to, to brystore systems yeah it's lovely Love it. isn't it lovely Love when it. you consider exactly that you know anything is possible isn't it i think on our bridge we do anything from between nine thousand conversions a year of all sorts of variations so and what, what's wow. been one of the sort of really can you think off the top of your head one that's just really unusual and quite exciting as a case study the trim it was very unusual but we do lots of welfare vehicles utility vehicles there's, there's all sorts that go yeah. on here if it can go into the back of the vehicle and it and it and it uh, is in line with legislation then you know we will we'll be happy to help uh, any any light commercial vehicle that needs weight saving or or space yeah. then that's that's what rice will do absolutely brilliant well it's been really fascinating to you know to talk through the manufacturing the creation the supply chain the values the procurement all of these things it's been wonderful to talk about today so going forward, if, if you've listened to this and you'd like to get in touch with Paul Mercies on uh, LinkedIn, as is Leanne Butler, and Leanne spelled L-I-A-N-N-E. I don't think I need to spell Paul or Mercer. I think people are quite safe with that. Yeah. Um, so the vehicle conversions is with Leanne and Paul Mercer who's supplying these off-grid solutions at uh, and it's really worth just not that I know you want loads of traffic, loads of pointless traffic to your site, Paul. But I would suggest after this, you go and look at portablepowertech.com because the case studies are just incredible. You know, as I said, there's, you know, Africa, Kenya, cafe trucks, gin trucks. It's just amazing what you do. It's very, very exciting. And thank you. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time today. It's been a great conversation no, thank, thank you. you thank you for having us thank you leanne really appreciate no it problem at all. thank you